Welcome to Foundry Radio. This commission series looks at what Matthew 28 teaches about obedience, worship, authority and action. Episode 6. So, what? Hey, so welcome to the outro or the kind of the so what, but not just like so what do we do about this, but so bearing all of that in mind that you've seen through these talks and what do we do about it? Kind of what's the next step? We said at the start that we, um, we've probably all of us heard enough talks or sermons on the Great Commission that we need to maybe just go and do it rather than kind of listen to more about it. And yet we still went and recorded four talks. So look at the fallacy of that. But um, the, the whole idea is just, it's, again, it's a conversation for the two of us and um, just to have a chat through kind of, so what do we do with this? Kind of what's the next steps? What what I suppose have either of us taken from um, these talks that we um, that we're either we're doing or we're going to go and do? But just to maybe start, let's just reread the um, these these verses we've gone through. So Matthew twenty eight sixteen. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, what? (laughs) Great question. I'm going to pray, actually. Uh, I just, as you're reading it out, I've just got this strong sense again that there are people I know who really live for this great commission and they love mm. Jesus. They love people, but they really do put themselves out, whether it's like street preaching or just mm. inviting neighbors and colleagues into their lives. I, I gen- genuinely could see faces and names appearing mm. in front of me of friends. I know who would, I, I would say looking at their lives that for them to live is Christ and his great commission and to die is gain. Like they're fully on it. But mm. I, I think I think that there are many, many people I know who would want to do more. And if you break down those four verbs, like go, Mm. make, Mm. disciples, baptize and teach, there would be many, many people I know who would feel that they're not doing that and Mm -hmm. and maybe not sure where to start. And, And I think also, again, this would be part of our recent history maybe, but I think there are, there's also a very real, uh, situation in the UK where a lot of church activity maybe isn't fulfilling the Great Commission or helping people mm. to fulfill the Great Commission. It's it's um, it's been more around building uh, a church or a, a church culture or a you know a set of programs that that mm. we hope will help people to fill, fulfill the Great Commission. But maybe we get we get lost in some of that activity. So that was just my strong feeling that there are people out there absolutely living this and and running with it and it's challenging and it's costly, mm. but they, they would be very confident that they're doing their best. At least there's not, it's not an arrogance thing, but they really are, you know, getting up in the morning and saying, how do I do what, what are we doing today, Lord? And they'll go mm. and do the thing that, that, um, that they feel is helping them to fulfill the commission. But father, we want to pray, I guess, for Jesus. ourselves and for those who that where there's just more, there's more Lord God of this incredible invitation Father, we're praying again against a um, a sense of duty or a fear of punishment or a 
sense of condemnation almost, Lord, which can come in many forms. It, it can mm. come in the most subtle forms, Lord, of um, just a sense of not living up to potential, not living up to a standard, Lord God. Um, your word is so clear that, that all of us have fallen short, Lord God, but we receive righteousness and we receive your spirit and we receive grace to run this race and to seek and save the lost father and and this is an invitation this commission and we want to pray for those for ourselves again but for those mm. of us in the family of god who feel like they want to do more lord god who, who want to go more and they want direction and they want understanding and confidence and courage to go lord god they want the confidence to to see the effect of the gospel in people's lives to literally make disciples lord they maybe haven't had the joy of baptizing people that they know it's been a great mm. honor to baptize people in my life lord god and and they want confidence in the spirit of god to teach people about jesus and about the kingdom um again the end of acts that paul did that even even under house arrest he taught people about he welcomed everyone taught them about jesus and about his kingdom without hindrance and so father we pray for ourselves we pray for those listening who maybe want more in the name of jesus just just give us grace over what we speak mm. about now lord god yeah, because mm. that, that's the the thing you picked on in that in the last of the talks was around knowing your unique assignment, which I think is yeah. where a lot of people would either struggle to maybe say not a lot, but you know, like there's that that yeah. challenge of saying like knowing like articulating. There's very few people I know where I'm like, if I was to say to them, "What's your unique assignment? What has God called you to?" Do? That they would really feel um, clear and authoritative in saying it's this, you know. And obviously, yeah. we talked about it's like daily or weekly or kind of seasons and stuff, but um. Well, and I imagine that would be the the point of frustration for some people, like yeah. not knowing what their unique assignment is, and it's not like that they're not wanting to, but that's that's yeah. the way that they feel the 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 rub yeah. is. And I think there's two dangers with it. You're just reminding me of a picture God gave me about a year ago, I think. But I think there's two dangers with that. One one is that we just have no sense of identity at all or no sense of um, a unique calling, and we just kind of in our minds disappear into the either of the church is going to fulfill the great commission and i just need to show up and warm a seat or do you I, know, I need to be a brick rather than a living stone yeah exactly right but the other <laughs> danger is that we get very caught up in um even i think there's an industry christian industry around this but in the sense this sense of grand destiny and and um you know you're waiting constantly for this I guess Hollywood infused sense of mm. destiny to be fulfilled in your life. Yeah, you your origin Skywalker story or, to suddenly yeah, exactly. become clear and off you go, yeah. Yeah. And the picture I've just remembered when you were speaking is um it was really strange, but just in prayer about I think about a year ago, but just seeing one of those like mascots that you get at a football mm. match or American football match yeah. and the costume. I just saw somebody wearing this mascot costume. It's very unwieldy like mm. hot it's dark you can't really see when you're in it you feel a bit of an idiot most people you know sorry to any mascot wearers you know, <laughs> you're delighted wearers there. yeah but most people who found themselves in one of these costumes you're just like a giant chicken or something like that you're going to find mm. it hard to see hard to breathe it's very dark hard and you maneuver, feel a bit foolish yeah. you can't move properly exactly yeah. and i felt i felt the lord show me this mascot and it was almost like this is what most of my children feel like yeah Mm. a bit like david being asked to wear saul's armor Mm. there's this sense of okay this is what it means to be a christian but it doesn't fit me i can't really see i feel like uncomfortable and a bit awkward and and you know there's that it was a really strong vivid picture and then i saw these spotlights on the football pitch and like the guys in there 
you know uniforms and all this all all their kit and and it was very it was very glitzy and glamorous and i felt like the lord was saying these these two things are there most christians feeling quite awkward uncomfortable ungainly and just clumsy in their christian walk with this sense of actually you need to become the super striker for Christ. You know, there's a yeah, there's a the guy that's running on, guy or girl that's running onto the pitch. I know what I meant exactly. to do. I know the plan Great for this. Acclaim, exactly. I feel yeah, you know, like real power and authority in what I've well, been Well, actually, actually, it was more like no, no, mm. no, no. It was it was actually more like you know how many people are going to get to be I don't know David Beckham or maybe he's the wrong mm. choice at the moment, but you know like a superstar striker. It was it was more about the celebrity and the spotlight mm. and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and so there's this the, sense of yeah, you need to be a yeah. yeah you need to be a celebrity like a superstar Christian. We hold these men and women up. They've got X amount of followers. They've built a big church or what have mm. you, and then the picture completely changed to this again a bit movie like but i just saw i just saw an army assembling and i saw jesus like revelation 19 on a white horse like the commander Mm. and there's this sense that of actually what the christian life is about is a battle for the souls of men and women for all time Mm. you know multitudes in the valley of decision and the men and women around us if they don't have christ they don't have life and that's not just for now, that's for all time. And there is a battle against principalities and powers. There's a, the stakes are very real. So in, you know, if you think back to World War One, World War, we weren't there, but there's enough, you know, and, and even the wars going on around the world now, the stakes mm. are very real for those affected mm. and those involved. And I think the danger with some of the glitz and glamour that's affected Christian kind of, in, there's an industry around it, isn't there? But the Christian life and, and is, is that people are left feeling like awkward, clumsy, they don't mm. quite know their way, or they're, they're aspiring to something that actually is to do more to do with celebrity and, mm. and that kind of, um, rather than actually understanding that today there's a battle and, and not, not in a fear mongering sense, but today there's a battle, there's ground to be taken, there's love to be spread, there's light to be spread, and there's people to be called into this stream of life that we have in Jesus. Does that make does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so if I hoist us on our own petard, right? Basically, so so the the title of this session is so what? So yeah, let's yeah. say someone is saying, oh, actually, I really identify, like I do feel like that clumsy mascot, and I'm mm. I feel like whenever something happens, a, a, an opportunity comes up, I'm sweating and I just kind of, uh, yeah. um, or someone who does acknowledge, actually, I've got drawn into that celebrity thing, like I'm chasing this platform, you know, like basically, mm. like I really, there's something that's become unhealthy in my heart about, I am the key worship leader and I do this and I'm great yeah. at it, or I'm, you know, like, so so what do people do? Like, you know, if, the, if, if their heart mm. is positioned to say, I want to be on the battlefield, I want to kind of, you know, basically be like, kind of, saving people out of the fire you know like how do they transition from that as well i know obviously like we've talked of some of that around the the kind of the authority or kind of the goal but mm. it's it's that kind of key thing we started about like how do you know your unique assignment if you've kind of fallen into either of these things yeah um, and i don't have an easy answer myself well i reckon you do i was gonna say i mean i'm i'm really um i'll be i'll be quick to respond but but um i know you have you have an answer and the answer as well because because i think it does boil back to this whole thing of Jesus first and only Jesus mm. and like to fix your mind on him, your thoughts on him, um, to keep in step with his spirit and to mm. be obedient, to live a life of worship, to stand in his authority and to get going mm. each day. Like I just, um, I, I was just reflecting on, you know, listening to your talks and, and reflecting on these. We've, we've been really clear all along that we're not creating some exhaustive, 
mm. reference for this amazing passage. Like there's a, it warrants lifelong study. It's a living mm. commission and, and there's always going to be new things in it. And so what we've got is a small slice of actually the truth that's mm. contained in it. And yet, yeah, it's full of information, yeah, yeah. full of stuff. Yeah. Like it's really rich. I think one of my, and you know this as well, but one of my favorite moments, even at the fireside and then listening again was your, your revelations on worship are amazing and there's a depth to that and and you can stop and ponder what it means to be caught up mm. in the harmony and the rhythms of heaven like mm. it's extra you know to align yourself body soul yeah. and spirit with heaven as you were resonating with heaven yeah that. yeah entrainment and it's really rich but fundamentally like if if there's a if there's a if there's an immediate action it is to practice the presence of jesus like even mm. now to remember that he's with you and to practice his presence, to learn his voice and to do everything he says. And, and all of the stuff we spoke about, I think is in, is in that. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, uh, again, gen genuinely been so grateful to God to have been used to bring people to Christ and mm. to baptize them. And it's been family, it's been friends, it's been people I, I, I didn't even know very well. Mm. Um, and it's not, there's not, been a pattern to it i think i I've, I've probably got an evangelist grace on me which means i find it easier than most people Some to might, speak yeah. about jesus exactly yeah and i think uh, and it's good to recognize that rather than telling everyone Shy they ought away. to be yeah. like yeah exactly um because people are wired differently but but at the heart of it really has been about just practicing jesus's presence and and being awake to that and the, awake to the realities of the kingdom awake to the mm -hmm. need that people have to know him um because the methods that he will use and the circumstances have been so different for me yeah. I, I don't know why i'm thinking about a friend of ours jenny years ago um who came to church with us and she had uh sprained her ankle and mm. somebody in the service brought a word of knowledge that someone had come with a bad ankle and she put her hand up, prayed mm. for her. She got healed and she gave her life to Jesus. Beautiful. Um, but then, yeah, beautiful. Um, and then there are others that it just happens in a, a very different way. Some of them mm. feel like textbook where you really get to lead people through a prayer. And do you understand what you're saying, what you're doing? Mm. And sometimes baptisms that, and I remember one of my best friends when he got saved, um, it was amazing, but but for a little while afterwards, he was still like smoking and swearing like he was mm. before, and I was like, "Is this real?" Um, but ten years down the line, there's no doubt it was real. Mm. God just deals with people very at, differently at there and His pace and exactly. timing. Yeah. But it happens; mm. it really does happen as you as you want it to happen and you ask for it to happen and you seek Jesus for this commission. Um, I don't know if any mm. of that. Again, I think you do have a ton of stuff to say on this. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. E even in even in my own mind, as I ask, the, like you know, as I reflect on this stuff that we've talked through and things, the temptation is to focus on the like worship or obedience to this, actually, mm. as opposed to that the the so what of it. Like the outcome is supposed to be yeah. people being saved. You know, and there there can I think I think even in my own heart, but I think in church communities or small groups or whatever it happens to be we can get very caught up in like that insular kind of thing like what what's the kind of things i need to do or i need to do this or i need to ask yeah. like actually the whole purpose uh, uh, we've said it before um, and, and friends of ours have talked about it that 
bringing people to a knowledge of Christ is one of the few things we can do on earth that we won't get to do in heaven. You know, like we'll be able to worship God. We'll be able to, you know, like all those things are going to happen. We'll be able to enjoy company and food. And, you know, there's all all this stuff that we get to do now that we'll get to enjoy heaven, but in a richer way. And yet sharing the gospel with people, praying for the sick to be healed. Like those are the things that we can only do now. And we don't have the privilege of doing those in heaven because everyone will be safe. They never will yep. be healed and there'll be no sickness. And then Absolutely. And I, th- I think that's the thing is I, I think e- even as I was reflecting on the series, my temptation was to think, all right, well, we need to, you know, worship more. I need to do this. So, you know, like the, the kind of following God's voice stuff. But actually all of that has to be wrapped in the, 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 the so what of it is like to see people safe like you know like i'm worshiping to give glory to god to you know kind of hear him speak to kind of you know follow what he's called me to do this unique yeah. assignment that god's given me to to kind of see victory but the victory is not just that i feel better in myself or i basically do with this sin better or that sin better but part of it is explicitly around so that i'm in a posture Absolutely. in a place where i can see other people um, saved and um yeah i, I yeah and, and again I think we often comfort ourselves with these stories of, you know, like, the, you know, the this 80-year-old guy sitting in the pews that's never seen anyone saved, but then they share their faith with one person mm. and that one person turns out to be Billy Graham and did it, you know, and, and, and those stories are are great, you know, like the, the real grace-filled stories that, you know, like God, yeah. you know, I was just say one person, beautiful, and yet there's still that risk of like just lowering the bar of actually like there are so mm. many people around everyone that's watching this that, that, that I need Jesus and like the, yeah. the you know, like it's not at all. All I need to just do is save one people. Actually, God's aspiration for us might be so much greater than we're willing to even dare to do yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, Jesus, I definitely agree with that. I think I think it's that um, you know maybe it's not a popular word with some in some quarters, but it's a really helpful one. I think the whole thing about just being missional, mission and mission minded. Mm. and and knowing that we do have a mission on mm. earth and and like you said you know we because we want to the bible's really clear about so many details of church life like do good to all people but especially the household of god we're to love mm. one another um we are to worship together we're to gather together we're to enjoy the word we're to enjoy time in his presence we're to laugh and we're yeah. to sing and all these things but as you said like we will do that in a more in a purer and more extraordinary way mm. in the age to come. And all of that stuff right now is to draw the the heart of God into our mm. lives, like in, a, in an individual sense, mm. in a corporate sense, that we that Jesus grows in us. We grow in our awareness of him, in mm. our confidence of him. We grow in faith. We grow in, our, in maturity in all sorts of ways so that people can mm. be saved. Mm. And again, it's so like... Yeah, it's such an important thing, isn't it? I feel I feel challenged even just speaking about it. I really do. Mm. I really do. Yeah. Jesus. How how do you feel you're doing in it, genuinely? <laughs> um I I I so one of the things one of the reflections that um that me and Louise have had is that we have been incredibly blessed that you know like there's some people who I've heard speak and they say oh you know we've realized we've entered a Christian bubble and actually most of the people we socialize with and the people we know are are not saved I sorry are Christians mm-hmm. and you know actually we don't really know people and people will talk about intentionally going to try and be in those places joining community groups or whatever else we, yeah um, Louise and I have often reflected that um actually the majority of people we know and see in our day-to-day interactions are not 
Christian, you know, like, and, and actually, it's, mm. it's a, like it's a rich blessing with it. Um, and and yeah, I I I've not seen it anywhere near the number of people saved. I think I think I've probably um, had a bigger impact on people's salvation through preaching or kind of you know leading yeah. things as opposed to kind of on that one-to-one interaction, you know, mm. with friends out walking the dog or doing this. So, you know, um, and so I am, um, so yeah, so like in, in honesty, I feel slightly dissatisfied by kind of my experience yeah. today and challenged around actually there's there's mm. more of that I I want to see. And like, again, by God's grace, we're positioned with people around us that don't know God and even mm. like, and they know that we know God. And yet, um, so yeah, I probably feel... Uh, under equipped to kind of say, oh, you know, and this, you know, like, you know, like I, I would good. struggle I to rattle it's... off multiple stories of, oh, this thing or that thing or this person yeah. or that person. Um, so yeah, there's something. I think it's helpful. Like, I, well, I know I feel, yeah, I, I would just, I mean, I, I don't think you're alone at all. And I would even include myself. So I have got stories and um, the two biggest provocations for me have been my neighbors. And mm. then when my kids were at primary school, and mm. uh, you know, I'd be there sometimes at the gates or what have you. I those were two fields that I've just feel like I've had no impact at Fruit all, in, and yeah. I've seen neighbours die without mm. Christ and um, and move out, move away. And I just like, how can they live right next door to me, mm. who loves Jesus and you know wants to share Him with people? And I found those two fields very, very mm. difficult um, for all sorts of reasons, but. So, and some of it, I mean, I've, I've had, I don't know why this is coming to mind as well. I, I had a period in my life where I was so burdened for the lost, if you like, mm. let me use that phrase, people who didn't know Christ, that I just kept weeping at the strangest times, mm. even when I was driving or I'd be walking down the street. I lived in Wimbledon at the time. Um, mm. Genuinely, like my heart would be breaking as I was looking at people on the street and thinking, how do they not know what's going to happen to them when they die? Um, extraordinary. And I know it was mm. God. And I know it was his, almost like the finger of God touching my heart for this mm. mission. Um, but it was almost unbearable at times. And then my dear friend, Ashley, who lives in um, Finland now, he just, ne- oh, there was a time when we were praying together in a small group mm. in, in one evening. And again, I was on my knees, like I was absolutely sobbing about the fact that there were so many people who don't know Christ and the mm. size of it and the burden of it. If you think about eternal death, <laughs> You know, an eternity without Christ and without any good thing and without love Mm. and without comfort and without even like the more you dwell on it and there'll be, you know, Christians who just think it's so unbearable and so Mm. that God couldn't possibly. Mm. And yet Jesus spoke so clearly that we're to avoid this and we're to snatch others from the flames, that there is an eternal judgment for those that deny Jesus. Like I was just broken again. And then my dear friend, Ashley is an older guy just he just knelt down next to me and he said this isn't your burden Mm. to bear and it's one of those strange things that is true and not true like it was definitely Mm. god in the moment because god wants us to have that heart for people you know do you remember paul in Acts 17 Mm. is disturbed at the number of idols in the city and it causes him to share the gospel and people are saved again we want to be disturbed for this and yet it was absolutely god's heart it was almost like okay this season is over now you can't you're not going to function if you mm. if you're crying all the time and yeah. there was something lifted off me and actually i i know the lord wants this more than we do mm-hmm. and he has the means you know john one says that people are born again not by a man's will 
or by personal choice, but it's by a God that they're born. And mm. he's the author. Jesus is the author, Hebrews says, and the finisher of our faith. Like he's the one who gives salvation and gives new life. So so there's a there's this strange balance, isn't there, again, of not beating ourselves up that mm. we, we're not doing enough, but also recognizing that it absolutely is a call to action and a call to to position our hearts for this mission mm. and to and to understand that all of what we the whole reason we're alive is to is to fulfill this commission. To do this. Yeah. It really is like I, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. know how well, much and, of that all made sense. Well, but. Yeah, no, no. Well, and but I mean, this is the thing: is like the you you will often hear people saying like the revival starts with a revival in the church, like you know, like that's mm. you know, and and you know, all revival stories have these incredible encounters where people are in the fields or in their upper room, you know, like just the, where God will break in. But actually, there's something of the or I suppose it's as much a question, like, is there something of this that the church has lost? You know, either by um, saying actually the way, you know, the Great Commission is basically invite someone to church and see them saved by like, you know, kind of someone preaching really well at them. Or basically by saying actually just getting caught up in all the the day-to-day of stuff and, you know, focusing on the ministry or I've got to fill this rotor. You know, like as opposed to actually like this is the, the single thing that, commission that has been given to all christians this is what yeah. you're meant to go and do and you know that that personable uh personal accountability and responsibilities that this is my thing you know like my unique assignment my god has been positioned in the family i'm in with the people around me you know for explicit purpose um yeah the yeah just kind of that you know like the yeah. equipping of all believers to come do the work that god's called yeah. them um to and yet the 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 starkness of the fact that God's really clear, like he has prepared works for us since before the beginning of time to go and do. Um, And the thing that we always come back to in these conversations is, well, and how on earth do I know what I'm meant to do? How do I know whether I'm meant to share the gospel with my, you know, my brother today or tomorrow, or I'm meant to do this or not is by fixing our eyes on on God and just actually Jesus. This is like, what is it you have me do today? Um, Father, what is the the unique thing for this moment, this hour? You know, all through this next hour, God, what is it I'm meant to go and um, Jesus and do? Because um, yeah. that's a, that's the thing I loved in the 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 oddity of the authority thing is basically all authority on heaven and earth has been given, you know, to me. So go, you know, like we've kind of got this this incredible authority that that no mm. no non Christian has on earth. This incredible authority, absolutely, and yet. It then goes on, you can do nothing. You know, like it's just you've got this incredible, you've got the superpower that you can do, and yet you can do nothing without the father. Yeah. Which is the spot we're supposed to live in. Maybe we just it really is pray. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just read one verse out of this on my mind. It's one of my favorites anyway, but I just feel it for now and for anybody listening as well, um, as you're speaking. Because again, I, I really I can feel a re- almost a rebellion in my heart, a good rebellion mm. against this sense of duty and fear that, that actually causes paralysis rather than mm. it doesn't Freedom. motivate people. Yeah. It's love. And, and, you know, when you were speaking, I was thinking about all these verses were popping in my head. Ju- Jesus standing, looking over Jerusalem with compassion mm. in his heart mm. and how I've longed to gather you. Mm. And, and then at the tomb of Lazarus, it says Jesus was deeply moved and mm. he wept in verse, you know, John eleven thirty seven. 37, yeah, Jesus, Jesus wept. wept yeah. yeah. And he's, he's just motivated by a deep love for mm. people. Paul, again, in Acts 17, looked at all the idols and was deeply disturbed yeah, yeah. in his spirit. And it's, it's almost like the one Corinthians 13. If we've got, we've got a head around all of these ideas, but have not love, then we have nothing. Mm. And so even in the place of prayer and as we pray for one another and encourage one another, there has to be this 
calling on God to tenderize our hearts and even to mm. break our hearts so that love can flow because mm. the the day and again fear doesn't do that if we're if we're mm. worried about getting this wrong we'll end up in paralysis or we will be going out in our own strength which I know because I've been on the receiving end before I was a Christian mm. as well it really does feel like you're being forced yeah, yeah, yeah you know you know it you know it when it's real it. or not yeah, yeah. you're yeah. shoving stuff at me and it just makes me want to choke. Like that's how mm. I felt before I was a Christian, before I knew Jesus for myself. If someone's pushing, you know, so, so I, and, and this is the verse that just kind of, again, you'll know it because it's one of my favorites and I, I normally just like paraphrase it, but I feel to read it. This is um actually, it was actually spoken to David who had banished his son, Absalom, but, but the truth in it is, is transcendent. I think it says this to Samuel 14, 14, like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be recovered. So we must die again, the finality mm. of death. This is where the stakes are so high on mm. this commission. It's not a, you know, how many notches on your Bible because you've saved X amount of people. It, mm. it is, it is multitudes in the Valley of decision and it's people we love. You know, you and I have mm. family members and yeah. close friends who will go to an eternity without Christ if Jesus. somebody doesn't tell them. We haven't touched on that, Romans 10. Mm. How will they mm. How will they believe will they if know? they don't hear yeah. it? How will they hear if they don't, you know? Um, but like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be recovered, the finality mm. of death, so we must die. But that is not what God desires. Rather, he devises ways so that a banished person does not remain banished mm. from him. And, and I felt like I love that devises ways. Like if mm. God is, uh, I was saying this the other day to some peeps, but if God is wild, creative and mm. loving enough to give his son to become a human being, to become a baby, like God becomes a baby, becomes an yeah, adolescent, becomes a man. Yeah. Incredible. Like, And if God, if God's, the, the extent of God's creativity and his kind of wildness, according to our mm. thinking of how God should operate. Yeah. yeah is for his son to be a man and to be beaten and rejected and then crucified mm. naked between two criminals. And that's like, there is nothing almost off limits off for how limits, God will yeah. reach. Yeah. He'll reach Satanists. He'll reach the wealthy. He'll reach the poor. He'll reach people at the last minute of their life, mm. but he, he devises ways. And the thing I really felt just for, as we go into prayer is, is that to, go on that kind of adventure of creativity with him. And I was actually specifically for some reason thinking about somebody at a, at a school or an office mm. and the, the kind of push, push, push. You need to speak to people about Jesus at every opportunity. Mm. Well, actually maybe the starting point for someone who struggles with that is to pray over every seat, just come in a little mm. bit earlier and mm. pray the blessing of Jesus Christ over every seat and ask him who is the author mm. of salvation to begin to warm people's hearts. It's to <laughs> identify other Christians, you know, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's having well, the it's, commission. It's, yeah. It's funny. Like, so that, I mean, that was like, you, you know, well, the moment where God told us to leave where we were living and quit work was because I'd gone in early that morning and was praying over the seats of basically uh, certain people in my office. I'd forgotten. And, and honest, I was in, yeah. and I was praying basically like, you know, like God, give me an opportunity to just be more explicitly clear about the gospel and what it means to follow you was kind of my prayer. And then God said, okay, you know, like not as a direct response to that. I was then at my desk starting to kind of get on my work and God says, okay, I want you to quit work. I want you to go and do something else. And, you know, basically move country and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and that led to more explicit conversations about what it meant for me to trust God. You know, like I'm quitting yeah. work, I'm moving country, I'm doing all these sorts of things. And I, I like, I'd never that really... I remember 
high. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, but but it came like in terms of that moment of creativity, it came at a time where I was in the office early because I had gone to pray over people's amazing. seats. And the outcome from it was me saying, actually, I'm quitting work and moving things. I don't know why, but God's called me to go. When God says to do something, yeah. that's what you do. Um, and so actually the, that that was the product. Again, it's like the amazing. I would have never imagined in that moment when I was praying, saying, God, give me more opportunities to share you with these people mm. that the outcome would be me saying well actually i'm quitting work because god's called me to go and do something else like you know like they yeah. just like in terms of like the, the difference between what we expect and the creativity of how god works these things yeah. out is um is staggering I, I remember i remember having a conversation with you that year where you were just being very honest and vulnerable about the fact that you'd mm. worked there at x amount of years and felt like you hadn't really shared much, your yeah. faith with people yeah um mm. the way you would want to and then, and then I remember you basically writing your resignation and, and, and your whole message to everybody, including your boss and the chairman and all this kind of, you know, chief exec mm. was, I love my job. Nothing's pushing me away. I don't mm. have a new job. Nothing's calling mm. me away, mm. but I'm a Christian and I believe God has told me to, to quit yeah, and yeah. to move. And, and, um, that I remember, and I remember, <laughs> I remember story after story for your like three months notice or whatever it was. Mm of you speaking to teams and colleagues mm. and being mm. taken out by your boss and again, mm. explaining verbally like, yeah, I'm a mm. Christian. This is how God speaks. Just incredible. Mm. And those seeds without a doubt, you know, mm. they, they won't have fallen to the ground. They will have imparted and implanted yeah. something, but I had completely forgotten about you praying over yeah. people's seeds. Just, it was so funny. That, you just Holy like that, that for you to yeah, pick yeah. that example is the, um, and, and even just for that clear Spirit. connection of the creativity of how God does even yeah. more than we could dare to dream or imagine yeah jesus mm. yeah father god yeah jesus lord ah, we jesus, just, we, just yeah, yeah you go, go for it no 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 go for <laughs> no, no, it no god i just want to re- i just want to speak creativity over your children lord god you yeah. are the creator god that spoke all things into being like these unfathomable creatures i mean my boys love coming up with all these incredible facts about creatures or nature or this you know like i am um, uh, yeah, there was a, a thing I saw about the, the eruption of uh, Mount Krakatoa. You know, basically Krakatoa, 1883, this eruption was heard like 3,000 miles away. It's the equivalent of something happening in New York and being heard in Dublin. Like, you know, like it's just this unfathomable wow. thing. And yet the creative God spoke at the beginning of time Jesus. and your voice is still being heard and resonating Incredible. in the world around us. Lord God, and the, the depth and breadth of your creation, the uniqueness of all individuals, everyone uniquely made in the image of God, reflecting uniquely the glory of God and who you are. Jesus. And Lord God, that creativity, you have given this, mm. this authority and said, you are now meant to go. It's better that I have gone and the Holy Spirit is with you so that you can go and be the all God has made you to be. Mm. And so Father God, I just, I, I just ask Lord, would you release creativity over your children? Yes, Father. Lord God, that we would discover the the uniqueness of what it is you've called us to do, the actions you've called us to take, the music you've called us to make, the, mm. the drawings you've called us, the books that are to be written, the conversations that are to be had, the the expectation for healing, Lord, the just the like the, the the full explosive wonder of God, mm. God in us, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and Father, I ask, um, I ask you for myself and for Lewis, Lord God, and for those listening as well, Lord, because we can be so busy about this work even and and miss mm. your heart, mm. Father. You you've loved us and you've saved us. It's Revelation one five. It says of Jesus that He loved us, that He set us free from our sins by His own blood, 
and he's mm. made us to be a kingdom and priests for our God. And Lord, it Jesus. begins with love. You have loved us so much, Jesus, that you were prepared mm. to die on a cross for us, Lord God, to suffer such physical and spiritual suffering and pain and separation. Lord, we can't, we can't imagine, but you did it because you counted us precious Lord, even when we were set against you in every mm. sense, Lord God. And, and, it's amazing. I'm just remembering the disciples when you spoke to them about how hard it is for a rich person to be saved. It says they looked at one another and said, who then can be saved? Mm. Missing the fact that they were looking at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had been saved. Saved. We, yeah. And we want to look at ourselves and remember, Lord, that you loved us enough to come out of comfort, to, 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 to become sin. God made you mm. who knew no sin to become sin, Lord, so that we could become your righteousness, Lord. But you've given us this glorious invitation to gather with you and to call with you, Lord God, and to seek and save the lost with you, Lord God, mm. and to destroy the works of the enemy. And Father, I pray, Jesus. I really pray, Lord God, for myself, for Lewis, for anyone listening, Lord, that the love, the deep love you have for people, for God, the most famous verse in the world surely is John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his mm. only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not die but have eternal life. Lord, you, that so loved bit is something we need to rediscover in our own hearts. Father, I pray for us, even even for us today, Lord God, and for anyone listening, that that you would give us a new sense of burning love for the people mm. around us, Father. Ooh. Really and truly, Lord God, mm. we need it, Lord. We need to weep as you weep. We need to laugh as you laugh, Lord. But we need to love mm. as you love, Lord God. Jesus, we cannot. It's so. It's worthless trying to do this if our hearts are not moved with love and compassion. Mm. Father, we pray for your church. Lord, would you encourage those who are out there in the fields, Lord? So I can see them again. Lord, they are calling people to their house. Jesus. Lord, they also, most of these people will feel like they're not doing enough. They're out in the streets singing worship songs or just Ooh. preaching your gospel. Lord, they are risking being um, seen as extreme or odd at work because they will keep sharing and inviting and praying and offering to pray. Jesus. Father, would you encourage those that are about your mm. business? And Jesus, for those of us who are not, Jesus. Lord God, we want to pray. Would you break every religious shackle, Lord God, that is causing fear and paralysis, the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of rejection, Lord God. And would you just again let the love of God overflow, overwhelm Jesus. us, Lord God, and flow into our homes and families, Lord, into our streets, Lord, into our towns and cities, Lord God, and, and on into the nations. We pray for a revival of the hearts of your people and a new oneness, Lord, in the fulfillment of this commission in our generation, Lord God. Would you, would you give us grace and love and power to see people join us in your family, Lord, to see mm. people saved and gathered in, in Jesus' name. Mm. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, Jesus, Lord God, would you mm. just send us now, both us and anyone listening mm. to this, Lord God, there, the, the first thing you've called us to do is to come to you, to fix our eyes on you, and then to yeah, go and Jesus. do what you call us to. And so, Father God, like, there, there is no concluding, so what? Go and do this, mm. go and do that, Jesus, except for, Lord God, would you help all of us to fix our eyes on you mm. and to follow all that you've called us to go and do. Bless Jesus you. Name. Thank you Amen. for your time with us. It's been great yeah, to have this time you. with you. Um, and uh, we hope that God will bless these talks and you through them as well. God Amen. Bless you. Thanks for listening.